Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. I am your host, Edgar DeJesus. And yes, I am the ring champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're talking winter strategies and your business. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, PoolInvoice.com, Blu-ray XL, Aquastar Pool Products, and Pivot Pool Products. We want to thank them for their continued support. Mr. Zacharias, good morning. How you doing? I'm actually doing really good, and I feel like a million bucks right now, and I bet you a million bucks you can't figure out why. Any takers? <laughs> Well, I would have said the opposite because you at the beginning you looked absolutely miserable. So I guess <laughs> gotta do a little better. He threw us for a loop. He did. Because he started a little low and then all of a sudden throws this in. Zach is always in thought and he's yeah. always thinking. And so when he has his thinking cap on or his thinking. His brain's uh, going. Yeah. And he looks like, I don't know, he's trying to solve the world's problems. But I'm glad to hear that you're in an amazing mood. And no, I do not want to wager a million bucks because I failed miserably on getting a read on how you are feeling this morning. (laughs) So I'm sure I'll be 100% off on Edgar. How about you? So I'll just give it to you. No, how about you, Edgar? Are you feeling like a million dollars before taxes or after taxes? Well, this is before. Before taxes, yeah. Obviously, yeah. So I'm just going to lay it out there. I got a haircut. I got a real haircut by a real haircutter. And you're so proud of it, you put a hat on. Well, I got a fade. Ah, okay. I got a okay. fade. Got my first fade, which was cool because I don't even have hair, so I don't know how I got a fade. But I'll tell you what, like when I walked out of there, I was like, damn, I feel like a million bucks right now. So that's good. I think I'm going to start getting more haircut. You did a little manscaping. Yeah, yeah. How do you get a fade on a bald head? Oh, that looks clean. (laughs) No, that looks good. That looks good. Did you get the beard trimmed up a little bit too? It looks a little trimmed up. No. I actually did. And so Winter Wonderland last weekend while you guys were doing this, right? I was at the school event and they had some like vendors and tabletops and I'm standing there with the baby in the stroller and the big kids are running around doing their thing. And this lady approaches me and she's dressed up as an elf. And she said, Hey dad, sorry, I look the way I look right now, but I just want to let you know, she was working for Fantastic Sam's and she specializes in beards. And I was like, Oh, obviously you could see like I've got some things going on and probably need some help here. So I went in and 
that's her specialty is beards and all that. And I got trimmed up and I know, you know, John, like having a beard, like it's one of those things, like, like a samurai with their freaking ponytail. You don't want anyone to touch it. And she actually did really good and like lightened my mustache up. So, I mean, yeah, feeling good. You know, speaking of that, I've learned that that is the most important part right here, at least as far as like functionality of a beard. Because when you allow your mustache to go crazy, you get to eat hair every single time you take a bite of something. So you have it's very important that you keep it nice and trimmed back. But did you say you went to Fantastic Sam's? Yeah. Isn't that like a super cut? Pretty much, but she was freaking badass. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The mustache, all I know how to do is like cut the long part. Yeah. And so it had ended up building up to be about, I don't know, it felt like it was like five and a half inches thick on my <laughs> face. So... She fixed me up. I'm good to go. Nice. Out of all that, he went to Fantastic Sam. <laughs> so listen to this, John. So, and maybe I don't understand because I don't have a beard and I don't have a mustache and I can't grow up for the life of me, but he felt really good. And I thought he was going to tell me, oh, he went to this new place and it's a total manscaping place and they got the barber chairs and they put the towels around your face and they do all that. And then he goes, yeah, I went to Super to What is it? Fantastic Sam? Uh, fantastic yeah look you need to go to a barber a real barber and experience dude i have really and they like butchered my beard and i walked out feeling all like a like literally like my ponytail had been cut off and i'm no longer a samurai like they butchered it so it was surprising to me too but and i saved like 80 bucks because you know those barber shops are ridiculously expensive i know yeah that's the problem Yeah. I mean, I got three boys, right? So when we go, to, I mean, taking them to the barber, as they get older now, they go to the barber shop when they were younger. It's like, no, super cuts, dude. Where are the coupons? You know what I mean? Shit. I'm not going to spend $1,000 on haircuts for these knuckleheads. <laughs> I'm trying to still convince them to shave their heads off. And they're like, no, dad, no, dad. And I'm like, dude, just shave your head. I, I did it since the fifth grade. I haven't had any hair. It's so much better. <laughs> but I'm a good salesman, but I haven't been able to sell them on it yet. I think once they get a little bit older, They'll appreciate it. Plus, the hairdos these days these kids have are just makes me want to puke. I got the fight with Jaden because out here, the thing is you grow it a little bit longer. You go like this and then you just shake it and it just comes to the front. And I'm like, you look like a yo-yo. And so my oldest son looks like I call him Bieber, dude, when he walks in with his hair. It's all I'm like, are you kidding me, bro? I go, you're going to piss me off one day and I'm going to cut your hair off in the middle of the night. (laughs) That's awesome. Chop that hair. Yeah. So how you doing, John? I'm doing well. Yeah? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm feeling good. A little tired this morning, but that's a little usual. That's usual for me. I'm super stoked to do this podcast. I opened up the script to see what we were talking about today, and I saw the content, and I'm excited to get into some of these questions and really to get into the nuts and bolts of how to run your business. This is the kind of shit that I love talking about. And yeah, that's about it for me. My feet are cold. I'm doing the Zoom thing where everybody... Why are your feet cold? I'm not wearing socks. So if you visualize, right, you know, the COVID-19 Zoom thing where everybody's all dressed to the T's from the top up. If I were to stand up, I'm not dressed appropriately from the waist down. And that doesn't mean wearing shorts, right? You know what I mean? But I just don't have my shoes on, my socks on. Please don't stand up. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure when we take our word from our sponsors that you turn off the camera first, please, before before you you stand up. So, John, I was... How you doing, Edgar? Because look... I'm doing fantastic. Because I'm trying to figure out what you did. 
I mean, you last for the podcast about 15 minutes to push it back 15 minutes, and I can see why. It looks like, what were you like? In a, did you get a tanning bed upstairs or something? Or did you go lay out in the sun yesterday over? In, I know Texas been there recently, and I know there's a lot of overcast, especially this time of year. Did you finally get some sunlight and you felt like you needed to run out into the backyard and lay down because your face is beat red right now, like you just got a fresh tan? What were you doing? For all of those that are listening and watch this, so... We did the camera set up. We were doing the thing. John wasn't on. Zach and I were going through. We set up my camera because we have all kinds of issues with it. It was perfect. As soon as all three of us got together, I just started laughing like crazy. And I had the laughies before we went live. And I'm so red from just laughing so hard that I was like drying my eyes because these guys and we're trying to go live and they just keep at it, just figuring, oh, he's laughing. So let's just keep going at him. That's why I'm red. But the weird thing is if you look, it's from here up, like down yeah, here, I'm not red. Actually. Zach pointed that out. Zach's, hey, dude, you get red from here up, not from here down. He was wearing his mask while he was tanning outside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, what it is, is I'm going to call and complain because that and right before the podcast, I put on that JJ Flawless facial cream and all of a sudden my skin oh, is shit. breaking oh, out because it's right. cheap crap. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Did it. He's wow. telling me, he said, he sent me a batch of tests. He said, no, Edgar, can you no. test this out and see? And yeah, we he, sent you the. He goes, we don't test it out on pets. We test it out on Edgar. <laughs> we did it. We sent you the exclusive formula that, you know, the special formula. Uh, <laughs> it's too funny. You're making him turn red, John. Oh, look at that. So anyways, John, I do have to say, I'm a little bit upset at you because it's, I swear I probably gained like 10 pounds from your long weekend that you were out here and I'm like in major diet mode out here now. So I think I need to make sure that you just stay away for at least another three weeks. Can we manage that? Yeah, I don't know about that. It's going to be a little tough because, you know, before I would go out there for the weekend, right? A couple of days, maybe two and a half days now. I've extended that out to four days, five days. And that is a lot for the normal, for the average man to have to cope with, not only as far as food intake, but just being around me, period. So I got to give kudos to you and the family for being able to put up with me in person for that many days. And unfortunately- You're coming out it, next week. <laughs> I'm coming out, exactly. I'm going to be out next week. So you might <laughs> get ready, brother. <laughs> Oh, so what you're telling me is don't go on a diet. No. Pretty much just don't let eat. It go. It's just, just, just don't it eat. Go. Don't eat it at all. Like yeah. leave your calorie intake. Yeah. Right, Zach? Just let it go. He's going to start wearing XL shirts soon. Yeah. Right. Instead of doing the fasting for the morning, just do the fasting for the whole week and then eat when John gets out here. Which, by the way, John, it's a point of conversation everywhere we go. This week, I went out and was talking to somebody and, and our conversations is when we're going to eat food is are we eating John style? And that is ordering three or four appetizers and three or four entrees and then the whole table's full of food. And I do have to tell you, the servers are probably happy because they see that bill just go ping, 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 ping. Oh, for sure. I mean, variety is a spice of life, right? I mean, you want to go there, you want to enjoy food is life. And Janie, I know that you're listening. We have to go back to mash because we got to get those pepperoni appetizers that thing is amazing so hey big shout out over here to everybody that's online mr Corey wax sales rep of the year janie 
We have Jeanette. We have Kevin on. We have Regis Conde on. Big shout out to you, Maria. Mike from First Response Pools. Big shout out to you out there, guys. I do want to give the ladies behind Full Nation a big, huge shout out, guys, because that last podcast that we had, oh my God, was that amazing or what? Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I have a whole bunch of ammo now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like you're loaded. Like you're set. No, no, all bullshit aside, Leslie is a superstar, dude. She is, she is like a natural at it. And God, it was, she was so funny. She was hilarious. And her impersonations of you, God, are like spot on. I can totally see it. And she can, she sets the scene perfectly, right? And I can see that conversation happening, right? And just, she's so animated, right? When she talks, she did a great job. She did an amazing job. And so did Leanne. And Janie. They all just killed it. It was hilarious. So if you guys haven't watched, go to the Full Nation podcast on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or whatever. Check out those reels. Because they are just hilarious. So, Lindsay, good morning. Big shout out to you out there. So, anyways, big shout out to the ladies. Really enjoyed that, that podcast with the ladies howard pringle is saying hi edgar he said hi edgar first and not hi john so the tide is shifting the tide is is shifting (laughs) i'm kidding he said hi john first right oh really (laughs) what's up howard that's my boy who moved out to north carolina unfortunately we don't get to talk quite as often on the phone anymore but i'm glad to hear that or to see that he's on howard how are you my friend Big shout out to you out there, Howard. Big shout out. So quick question that came in. Guys, can you share what shows you're going to be at next? So my question to you, Mr. Zacharias, is are we going to Atlantic City? I would like to. I've always wanted to check it out and I think we should. So let's talk about that. Let's get out there at least for a day or two to check it, to check it out. Well, let's talk about why you're not including me. Well, because you're going to be on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're going to be out on vacation while yes. while we're and here's the sad part. Zach, we're be go- going to the cold while John yeah. is going to the warm. <laughs> yep. I know I thought about that. I don't know, was it Terry that was talking about getting trapped there cuz the airports and all that stuff? Could be interesting. So I did some research yesterday and there is an airport in Atlantic City, New Jersey, but there's, I think Spirit is the only airline that gets in there and they're very limited with the amount of flights. So if we fly an example from here to to, to Atlantic City, we would have to go fly somewhere else like Miami and then take a plane up to Atlantic City. All I can picture is that scene from home alone where she catches the ride back with the band players and they're all in the back of the box truck or whatever and me and you i can just see us trying to get back from atlantic city to texas and And we're trapped dude for those of you that i mean edgar that no edgar he does not deal well in the cold dude i don't know how you're gonna do i'm actually glad that i'm not gonna be there because just to hear you you're going to be screaming, cursing, you know what I mean? Punching walls. You're going to, you're going to have warm hand warmers. You're going to, you know, those oh, break apart warm packs. I'm taking, I'm taking my up. heated, my heated Milwaukee jacket with my battery pack. Yeah. Oh, I can't take batteries on the airplane. Nope. Buy some batteries or batteries there and leave them there. Throw some snowballs at you. Yeah. I hate the cold weather. I mean, I was born and raised in 84 degree weather every single day of the year, 365 days of the year. It doesn't change. And then went to, oh, look at that. Mr. Alex, big shout out. No, do not fly to Atlantic City. Fly to Philly. 
60 minute drive. Rumor has it that Nespa show is Vegas on steroids. I, we, yeah, we've heard that it's a great show. So we're going to go check it out. So that's what we have to do, Zach. We have to fly to, to Philly. We have to line it up so that you fly from Houston to Dallas, and then we'll go from Dallas to up to Atlantic City. Just one thing. If we're driving in winter weather, I'm driving. I was going to say, I'm not driving. I am not driving in winter weather because I just, yep, it ain't happening. Do me a favor, get GoPros, right? And get little helmet cams and please document your guys' trip. <laughs> the you journey, know, right? I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> you two, it will be newsworthy or we might have a reality TV show hit on our hands because watching and listening to you two travel to a place <laughs> is, is gold. I might actually cancel the trip. <laughs> Just, just go so I can be a part of it, and I'll, I'm just going to sit back and just videotape you guys because it, it will definitely be funny. There's a possibility, Zach, that we get there, we get to Philly, we get out of the airport, and I just turn around and walk back in and go book a flight and head back. So just to give you a heads up, if it's that, nope, nope. if it's that cold out there. So I have Lindsay saying y'all need to come to the Orlando show. What is the Orlando show, Lindsay? What are the dates on that? And then Brian is saying, y'all need to go to the Southwest show in Houston. And so what are the dates on those? And so obviously for those, we don't have set up to have a booth or any of that. But what we want to do is get out to a couple of those shows and go visit the shows and stuff like that. So that Houston one should be easy for you, Zach. And for me, it's just like an hour flight. Yeah, I'm like 25, 30 minutes away. We'll borrow John's private plane. John, can you make sure it's in Dallas so I could use it to go to Houston? I have the helicopter there. We're going to have to take the helicopter. Even better. Okay, so the Orlando show is February 24th to the 25th. February 24th to the 25th. So we'll have to take a look at that and see if we can get out that show, at least go walk and do that show. Because here's the thing, guys. Whatever shows we do, we never get to walk. So I want to be able to go to other shows and enjoy that part of the show and meet with people and do stuff like that because we never get to do that. And so so for sure, we'll try to get down to Atlantic City, but now we'll talk about the Orlando show and definitely the Houston one because it's close out there. Anyways, guys, let's talk about today's podcast because for some reason, and we talked about it last year, I believe it was a little bit winter strategy. And that's when I used to use that slow time to regroup kind of refocus because once spring comes, you get into that whole cool mode and you're just hundred miles an hour. And so the interesting thing is I had a couple of people send us notes on the website with regards to the different areas of their business, but the same theme between all of them was really strategizing and breaking their businesses down and policies and procedures and all that kind of stuff. So I think it'll be perfect. So what I want to do is I know that we have a lot of content to cover for today and so we'll get into that, but maybe what we'll do is if we, if we go too long, what we'll do is we'll break this down into a series and break it down into different parts. That way we can compartmentalize everything for the listeners out there. But here's what we got. Hey guys, I've been listening for a while and love everything that you guys do. I have started looking at my company and looking at the different areas of my business. I guess I'm trying to divide my business into sections so I can focus on each one of those sections, which I think is phenomenal. What would you say are the sections that I should divide my business into so I can focus on each one? We talked about it a little bit. We talked about the different 
sections well, in. For, hold on, hold on. Let me let me interrupt. Let me interrupt before you get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. How badass is that question, right? I don't know. I'm floored, and I love seeing the evolution of the questions that have that we started with, and how they've evolved. And you can completely see that this person that asked this question put on their business cap, their thinking cap, right? And th- this is gold. This is great, great shit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, wow, dude, this is badass. It's a lot different than hey, I'm having. I can't. And not that those things aren't important, right? Because we cover and we do those types of things, but you can see, hey, how much chlorine do I need to add into a pool when I'm shocking it? We're now moving into these like really in-depth questions. So I just wanted to interrupt it and give a shout out to whoever whoever asked this question. I think it it's pretty badass. Yeah, and I think it's a great question. The funny thing is we got this question and then one of the other questions that was a follow-up to this was what we talked about, that whole winter strategy and you guys have talked about strategizing and what should that look like. And right as I was doing that, I got an email from Kelly Bobby. Can you guys know Kelly and Bobby? They're freaking awesome. And so she was at the same stage where she sent me, she said, hey, here's my journey, here's where I'm at. And I'm talking about people, processes, and there's a certain process to be able to focus on that. So she was excited. So she was telling about it. And to me, it was shocking because it was like, it's like, oh my God, everybody's on the same page and everybody's sending the same stuff all at the same time. They're listening. Yeah. They're listening to that. So, so that was awesome. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to break this down, but we're going to go all the way through that and even hit on what Kelly said with the processes and stuff like that. So before we continue, I do want to give a big shout out to my boy, Matt Mann. And by the way, I'm not kidding. He said, hi, my friends, Edgar, Zach. Well, I guess he made it up at the end. He said, Edgar, Zach, I was excited. So I thought he was going to say Edgar, Zach, and John, but he said Edgar, Zach, and Johnny Boy. So even though you were last, he gave you the bigger shout out. So big shout out to you, brother. <laughs> uh, that's my boy, Maddie. Jeanette is saying that the show in Houston is February 8th through the 11th. Zach, I don't think you're going to be able to go to all these different shows. It means you're going to be gone like a month. You're going to have to answer <laughs> to Wesley. <laughs> you know what? I just might tell her, hey, you got a Captain America story. So you better let Zach go. <laughs> No babies. No in babies. The foreseeable future. No babies. <laughs> Which, by the way, Zach, that was the fact that she said that was freaking hilarious. Are we going to have a baby? But I have the Pool Nation Awards. So, and she's like, well, let's talk about it, baby. Your Pool Nation Awards. <laughs> I'm always planning. That is awesome. So, all right. So, Zach, John, and I talked about this for a little bit as we got this question, and we broke this down into what we thought would be the three best sections to break your business down to. And we came up with what was one operational, two was customer focus or customer relations. And then the last part was financial. So it was really to break your business down into those three segments. And then as you get into each segment, you can focus on different things for each one of them. So guys, let's start with the operational and i want to start by asking you guys if you take a look at your business if you take a look at your journey and everything that you've gone through you're talking to somebody that's at that bridge now they're ready to cross that bridge what are the main areas from an operational standpoint that now during the slow time they should look at to have in place three months from now who wants to go first i'll jump in on this one and i think to start it off, kind of want to maybe define my outlook of what 
operations are. And to me, operations are the framework of your business or the foundation or the bumpers with which you operate within. And they're the policies or the rules, they're the processes or the steps that you take to accomplish tasks and deliver on your service. And they can cover so many different areas of your business. And that's the thing. We talk about three, the three pillars or categories. But as your business grows, some of these things that we dive into become additional categories themselves because they all get bigger. But when we're talking operations, I mean, that taps into everything like your customer service, delivering on your service, managing your office or your building or whatever, managing your team and their performance, managing your brand, your reputation, and the list goes on. And one hot topic that we get a lot of questions about, and we've talked about a lot, and I'm going to tap into this, is hiring and onboarding. And I'm always working to improve our operational processes around this. And so that's what I'll touch on right now. And when looking at something like this, really... To build these operations, you want to create the steps and the process to be able to manage these things and streamline them. And I think that's what's important is we're building a structure to be able to streamline our businesses. And so when looking at something like the hiring and onboarding, right, you create your process for attracting quality candidates. You need to create your process for interviewing them. Do you have interview questions established that you use on a recurring basis to conduct those interviews? And then when you're onboarding them, what kind of paperwork do they need to fill out? What things need to be checked on your end? Do they have a driving history check? Do you have a background check? And so on. And what does their training look like? Do you have some sort of guideline or step process to facilitate that training? So in my mind, when I think of operations, it covers things like that. Now you can break it down into each individual thing that I just listed. And how do you build operations around those things in all area of the business? So John, what are your thoughts? Well, let me jump in first because I think you hit on something really big and you start talking about hiring somebody, right? And that just leads into so many other things that we don't talk about or that aren't discussed as much, but you have to exercise that muscle because it leads to so many other things. So we've talked about it before, right? Turnover, the cost of turnover. John's talked about the cost of turnover a bunch of times. You talk about having a team that is going to be motivated, that wants to be part of the team, right? You, that employee relation, that employee retention, all that kind of stuff. And uh, unless you get proficient at it, just like everything else, you will go through the motions and you'll hire people. And if you're hiring the wrong people, it will give you a lot of other headaches that you don't see and that you're not prepared for. And it affects your pocket. It affects the morale of the team. It affects your operation. It frustrates you, all those types of things. So I think that's really important, especially from the standpoint of hiring. And that's one of those that people aren't comfortable with. So they brush it to the side, right? They just don't get into the nitty gritty of what are the best ways? What are the questions that I should ask? Should I ask historical questions, right? Like history-based questions, like how did you handle this situation rather than how would you ha handle this fake situation that I'm giving you, digging into their past behavior, which will predict future behavior. So I think that's, a, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, and when we talk about operations, I think it's a huge investment in, of time in the beginning. And as you add on these things, you have another thing to work on. You have to invest even more time to get it structured. But the way I look at it is if I went to every single job and I didn't have any sort of process, steps, framework, whatever, 
and I'm bidding this job, every job would essentially be different, right? And I would have that much more work and time to invest in each estimate or quote that I'm providing. I could have 10 of the same jobs and 10 different prices and 10 different costs just based on how I approach it. And the same thing with hire, I think a lot hiring, I think a lot of that that lack of confidence comes from not having that structure, right? Because you're like, okay, here we go again. Now I'm going to time to hire another person. Like, how do I handle this? What am I going to ask them? Oh man, I don't want to do this. But if you have that framework in place, it's easy to take off this hat and put on your hiring hat and you follow that framework or these operations. And then you're able to create replicable but you're able to do that and continue to do that on and on. And then you you find that confidence in knowing what you're doing. Yeah. And this is one of those that it's nerve wracking at the beginning to do interviews, right? You really have to get out of your comfort zone in order to start interviewing. And it's not something that people like to do because they don't know they're not comfortable with it, but yet they're put in that situation. But you practice, you exercise that muscle and it becomes a lot easier. And then just like anything else, it's like an interview. Okay, let's go. Let's get it. What are your thoughts, John? A lot, right? So I think everything you guys talked about is spot on, but I'm in spirit of the question was more of we're taking it here. We're going into slow time, right? How are we going to fine tune our business, right? And looking into it and operationally and what we need to do. Zach, your point of view and what you're saying and Edgar, what you're talking about is more of a company that has employees, right? So I want to take it back a little bit and say, let's look at it through a different lens. The majority of pool service companies out there don't have employees yet, right? And it's just the one guy or the one girl out there doing their thing. And once they get, if you're a bigger company and you're out there and you're hiring and you have to go through the drama that Zach has to go through, like this morning, you were doing phone interviews. That's all we've been talking about, right? And I mean, that's the topic for you. Where for, where for the single guy or the single girl, that is out in the future and something they definitely need to plan for. But, you know, operationally, what can they do to fine tune their business or streamline it so that they're prepared for the next swim season? I look at it in a different perspective, right? So, for instance, you made, you made a good point and you were talking about the foundation, Zach, Edgar. When I think of operations for a business, that's the structure, right? That is the baseline. That is the foundation. That is what creates consistency throughout your business. And consistency is, it is so important and you find it, it, it's unfortunately, we don't really realize it until it's too late and we're running around pulling our hair out, stressed out, figuring out why everything is going the way it is. And there's, it's like organized chaos at best. But if you have a solid operation and you have that consistency, it takes, alleviates so much stress off of you. And I'll give you a, for instance, or for an example, and this all falls under that category. But one of the things we talk about is service area or coverage. Or when we speak to customers or we're going out and we're doing new home quotes, right? Do we have a script? Do we have a game plan? Do we have something? Are we just going out there and winging it? What is the objective that we have other than are we going to take the account or are we going to be able to get the account? It's coming up with that and understanding that so that when we go out there and go, hey, look, I know when a customer calls, I have X amount of questions that I need to ask. And I don't deviate from those things and I don't make exceptions. Well, I'm not going to say I don't. Yeah, I'm not going to say I don't. Yeah. But you also control the environment. If you're asking those questions, like you are now controlling the script and you were controlling the outcome of that conversation. 
You absolutely are. And to take it even further, now you once you get to the point as a small business owner, and this is tough, but one day it happens, right? And it's not just it's not a switch and it's a gradual thing, but you will go and you will change from the business owner that's the yes sir, yes ma'am, I'll do whatever you need type mentality, right? To where the tables have turned and you realize that when customers or clients or people are calling you for service or for business, that they need you and they want you to provide a service, right? So it's not necessarily where before when you started, it's almost oldest person, I need this business, I need this call. I need this customer. No, no, no. If they need you and once you, I don't know when it will happen. Hopefully it happens sooner than later. Right. But if you are running a successful business, eventually that will happen and you'll have an aha moment. And that's when things start to click. Right. Because now you start thinking business wise, right. Instead of, instead of more of, you're not, instead of stressing out on how am I going to get, you're not winging it. You're not winging you're, it, you're right? Not winging and it's it. like, you bring a structure. I, I know what works and I want to replicate what has worked before in the past. And I'm when you get there, you learn from your mistakes, right? And that's how I think of operation. And it's very important that these are the things that you need to write down. And it starts to become the breeding ground for employee handbooks, standard operating procedures for your company and business. So that if you've already gotten to that point and you're getting to fine tuning, and your goal and dreams are to grow your business, you will get to the point where you're worrying about hiring and firing and bringing on employees and stuff like that, right? And these are the foundational things that you're going to have to have in place so that you can set up anybody you bring on to your team up for success. Because now you've alleviated all the pitfalls that you went through, right? And the things that you don't, you didn't enjoy doing while you were doing them. Now you're passing the torch and you're hiring somebody else to do it. So, I know it's, I'm talking about a lot of generals here, but I just want to no, yeah. express the importance here of this is very critical to any successful business is to have a game plan, right? And your operations is your game plan. Here's the other thing, John, and that they need to realize is that this is a lot of work. Don't go into it thinking, oh, I'll spend 10 minutes on it and put it together. And, and I think that's where a lot of the people... They would rather get busy doing pools and feel like they're achieving like, well, I'm not cleaning pools anymore. So you feel like you're not contributing to your team anymore. And we all go through it. When I was doing tons of pools and I was doing all the work and all of a sudden now I have people and I have some down, I would feel bad. Like my body was saying, get your butt out there and go do the physical work. But at that point, you need to understand that for the better of your business, you have got to take that time and do exactly what Zach and John are talking about and is spending time in the office, putting these procedures in place. And just like John says, right, I did something and I won. I want to replicate that. So I'm consistently winning. And the only way that you're going to do that is by putting a plan in place so that you can constantly have the steps to duplicate what brought you success. I think to on that i have so many thoughts as we go through this but i think there comes a point for everyone when you start stepping out of that role where you're the one out there grinding and you're the one doing the physical labor and getting dirty and doing that that i don't know i don't 
think it's quite imposter syndrome, but you start, you do, you feel guilty. You feel like you're not putting in, you feel like you're not doing something. And I go through this in stages because my role continues to evolve. And I actually, I have a coach myself and I was talking to him and I was like, man, I feel like I'm slacking. I feel like, I don't know, I'm in a funk. I feel like I'm not putting in. And he broke it down like that. Your role is evolving. Like you have to acknowledge that as thing, you put more things in place, it's going to continue to evolve to where you're doing bigger decisions, bigger planning, things like that. And I think we will all go through that. And the sooner that we can recognize that and accept that, then the sooner we can move on from feeling guilty or feeling like we're slacking and really put into our business. And then I wanted to make another point John was talking about creating these things and building them. And I think we all want to think of ourselves as proactive, right? But I think the majority, at least for me, has been reactive because you don't know you have a problem until you've gone through the problem. And I think it's important that we all spend a lot of time thinking and analyzing what we're doing and is it working or not working? Is it is there a way to make the process easier? Is there a way to create this consistency that we're talking about? And I think as long as you're actively analyzing and thinking that way and making those adjustments along the way, then that's really what you can do. I don't think anyone can really sit there and plan unless you've had maybe another business and then you've moved into this business and you're like, okay, here's the problems I had and I'm going to structure it in a way that I don't have these problems. I mean, you can go to college and learn everything and start a pool business and you're not going to know a lot of the issues that you're going to face until you actually face them. So it's just being able to be flexible and make those changes as they come to create that structure. Well, and we've talked about it too, that Mr. Matt Man over here, I can relate. I feel a breath of fresh air cleaning pools because one of my guys is out two days this week. But I think the biggest thing that people need to realize is that when you start a business at the beginning, you're it, you're 100% it. As you continue to grow, you have to see yourself as that person that starts to take the step back and starts to put the chips in place in order for your business to run. And you need to realize that you doing the pools and you doing the repairs and you doing some of those things, you doing the accounting, your job is now to grab those, put procedures in place and give them to somebody else. And now your job is to make sure that those people are doing the things that you put in place and your company will evolve. And let me tell you this, you will have people that start with you early in your journey. And what will happen is your company will outgrow those people because your company and your business from the one polar to where you start to grow, you need to understand that maybe you hired somebody to do some HR stuff or do a function, right? And you needed to put all these policies and procedures in place and you put all those policies and procedures in place and then your business grows and you no longer need that in your business. Now you need is a different focus, maybe on customer service or sales or whatever it is. And you find yourself that the person that you have is skilled at the policies and procedures or just this part of my business, but now doesn't fit into the rest of my business. So you need to understand that your job is to take that step back put these procedures in place and then put somebody to be able to do those things. And Matt is saying it's hard to hop off of the horse. And it is, it's very difficult to hop off the horse and give it to somebody else. I have to take a moment and give a shout out to my mom. And she's making fun of us by using the term winter. 
So let me. They have a different perspective of winter than we so, do. So let me tell you this, and John, you will appreciate this. So, so John and I have lost our parents. We don't have our parents in our lives anymore. So John and I talk about it all the time. When your mom comes on, we love it, right? Because she's out there. She's supporting you. She's liking the post. She's commenting. And there's a whole bunch of moms. Mike's mom has come on. Jamie's mom has come on. And they support and stuff like that. We love every time that we see your mom supporting you and kind of... Oh, it's the best thing in the world. Yep. It's the best feeling, the best feeling ever out there. But by the way, I can't imagine her completely making fun of me. And Tori, you have... I'll give you all the permission to make fun of me when it comes to cold because I'm such a wuss. <laughs> Let's get you to Idaho. <laughs> no, thanks. I'll pass. Maybe in the summer. So, look, I want to add on a little bit too. And like Zach, before he started talking or when he started talking, he said that you have so many thoughts on this. And I do too. My mind is just sitting there racing, right? Of it just it, There is absolutely so much information that we can talk about when it comes down to this subject. But I want to put it like this. And again, I want to go back to, because we, I think all three of us went on a rant here talking about this. So I want to step back and go back to the original question of now that we're in winter time, right? Which is slow season for whoever's asking this question. For us, it's busy season. So this is not the time for us to really reevaluate. We're literally balls to the walls during Christmas time, winter time, because this is when everybody comes in town. During your downtime, if we're going to talk about breaking down your business and operational, some of the things that if you're new to this and you are that guy or that girl that is started this small little business thinking that they're going to start cleaning pools, doing 10 pools, 20 pools, and you've slowly grown into 50, 60, 70. And now you got quite the, quite the little business here and you're trying to figure out one day saying, hey, what the hell? What did I just build? And what am I doing right now? Because now you're, you went, I wanted to start my own business because I wanted to get away from the corporate rat race. And I didn't want to work 50, 60, 70 hours a week. I want to have my weekends off or I want this or that or whatever. And I want to be my own boss because we all went to that mentality. That's how I got into the pool business. I was figuring I'm shifting from that and I'm here and boy, was I wrong. You know, when it first starts that way, it's a little tough and it's a little, it's a little hard, but you're getting in your building, but that work ethic and that hunger, that entrepreneur type mentality gets us to that point to where we're running on all cylinders, right? And we have shit flying everywhere and things happening and going and we're just flying by the seat of our pants. And at that point is a, is a very critical breaking point in any business. And me, I like to work when it's, when it's hectic, when it's chaotic, when I got a lot of things going on and stuff like that. I mean, I thrive in situations like you that. You thrive in the chaos. I do. I don't really, I get bored easily when it's too whatever. Like, I'm like this. I need to do something. I need to do something. I feel like I'm not being productive. I got to need that action. Call it a sickness, call it a whatever. That's just who I am. So, but even though I like it, there comes a point where you, your tank starts to run out, man. And you get, you'll get to the point. And there's so many people that I've spoken to over the years, right? And I see it happen time and time again, where you either find that fifth gear when you're redlining, right? You, you either find a way to shift and get into next gear, or you're going to burn out and it's things are going to start to implode and it becomes a domino effect and a snowball effect. Because if you don't gain structure, when you start to build, when you're at your max and when you're running full pop, 
if you don't if you don't pay attention to 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 this portion of your business and that foundation then you're going to go one of two ways right you're either going to change and you're going to understand and respect the process and what you need to do now as a business owner and or you're going to burn yourself out right and you're going to be one of those miserable guys or girls that have been doing it forever or quit or lose their jobs or or just give up the pulse pull, or don't care anymore so what I would do at that point is don't try, and I say this a thousand times, and you've heard this saying before, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Don't try to say all of a sudden one day I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to revamp everything that I'm doing. Hey, John, but what you need, oh yeah. let's do this. You're on this perfect top of the hill. Let's keep everybody, take a break. let's take a break and let's get everybody waiting for that answer that you're going to dive into. Okay. And when we come back, drop what you're dropping. Got it. All right. We'll be right back, guys. Stay tuned. The Hyperpole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Pivot how you clean pools. Debris that makes it to the bottom always enters from the surface. 
clean from the top with Ariel, a smart solar-powered pool skimming robot. She works around the clock skimming pesky and fine debris off the pool surface. Tell your customers about Ariel and earn big commission on every sale. With advanced solutions like Ariel, you'll spend less time at the pools you service, improve customer relations, and increase your bottom line. Plus, pool owners will enjoy a constantly swim-ready and healthy pool and lower energy bills. Visit pivotpoolproducts.com slash dealers to see how much you can earn and for resources on how to get your customers to ditch the net for good. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation live podcast. See, I didn't botch that and say Instagram live, John. We are having a conversation today specifically about business. John was talking to us, and he left us on a little cliffhanger. So, John, we're going to throw it right back at you. What were we talking about again? <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew you are going to be like, dude, you know, I get on a roll, dude. Uh, look, what's know. funny is... We got, and I'm going, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'll go out. But look, I'll, before I get back into it, I'm just, I got a big smile on my face. I'm, this is my happy face right here because I know somebody's listening out there. They did something for me. And I, when I walked away and I came back, look what I found on my desk socks. Because very nice. Cold, right? Very, so very let nice. Me, let me pop on my socks real quick. I love you, mama. Thanks, mama. Listen to the Pollution Podcast where you can see John put his socks on in the middle of the episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to ask why you didn't have socks on. Right. I don't know. Do you have another do you have another account where you're right? Well, dude, I gotta make ends meet, bro. Taking tweet picture and <laughs> I gotta make ends meet, bro. <laughs> We're talking about being in a position, right? So in so many of us, this is fast forward six months down the road, a year down the road where you're that business owner and you are flying, you are at that point, right? Where you're busting almost at the seams because you got so much going on and this little dream of yours that you had, or this, I'm going to start servicing pools blossomed into something pretty amazing for you. Right. And now you're making good money. You have, you, you have a, a reputation out there. You're building business. You got phone calls coming in, you're doing cold stuff like that, but you're getting to that point, that breaking point that I said, that's a very pivotal point in anybody's journey in this industry or any industry becoming a small business owner where it's critical to where either you you can either pivot adjust and become more successful right or you can continue down the path of destruction or implosion i see too many people over the years that and then so many people currently in that position that they're having that hard time doing that transition and i think operations or structure the foundation is the most important part that you need to tackle first so that you can pivot in the correct direction so that now you're able to kick it into a higher gear instead of burning out like we were talking about. And this, when I'm going to, these couple points that I'm going to talk about right now is by no means complete, but these are just some of the things and we can go over, I don't know, 15 different podcasts, two hours long to cover everything. But I think the most important, we're going to start with some of the most important things that you can do and tackle. Here's one thing that I want to do, John, and yeah. that is that what we should do is I want people to go to poolnation.com and go up to the bottom where it says submit questions. And what I'd like for us to do is on the next podcast, have them send in what areas of their operation they think they need to tackle. And what we could do is we could talk and give them different points of how we've done it or what sure. it is that we're doing. So 
we will talk very quickly about a couple points because believe it or not, these are the podcasts where we start and next thing you blink your eyes oh, and yeah. we've been talking for 58 minutes already. So what I want to be able to do is anybody that's listening to this, if you have a part of your operations and we'll start with the operation, go to poolnation.com, go to submit question. If there's an area of your operation that you think you want to improve or you want to focus on, just send us very quickly that note of what it is. And then what we will do is we will go ahead and we will dissect that. We'll talk about a couple of them right now. I know John wants to talk about a couple of them. Yeah, We'll go over them very lightly, very quickly. And then in the next podcast, what we'll do is we'll do a deep dive into everything that the people send in. Perfect. And now I'm going to have to babble for three minutes to get ramped up into my speech. I know everybody's thinking that, but here we go. No, most important thing I think that we need to focus on, and you'll start to realize this, and hopefully you've already realized it or you will realize it eventually, is that the most important asset to us as small business owners at that portion of our journey that I'm talking about is time. Time is the most valuable thing that we have at that moment. This is you doing it yourself. This is you as a business owner don't really have employees. It's you. And time dictates so many things. So what I would say is you need to start taking a step back now that it might be your slower season and you're focusing on how to fine tune your company and how you can improve it is to look at ways that you can maximize the time that you have so that you can focus on the things that are most important to you, whatever your business plan may be or whatever your goals are in life. And some of the things that will that we take for granted and we really don't think about but have a huge impact on us is things as simple as what are your operational hours while you're working, right? When your business is open and closed, I mean, when we first start, it doesn't matter if the phone rang at five in the morning or if it's ringing at 11 o'clock at night, whatever. You're like, oh my God, here's a customer. I'm going to answer it. You get an email and doing that kind of stuff. Have you set boundaries where do you have days that your company is open or days that your company is closed? What time do they start? What time do you start? What time do you close? Simple things like that. The other thing is route efficiency, right? And that is one of the things that kind of gets away from all of us, especially when we go through that huge spurt of growth. And when, you, when you're that business owner that hasn't made that transition yet, like we were, I was talking about earlier, where you feel like, hey, okay, how can I help you? Not, or you need in a position where like, hey, you need us and we're here to provide a service for you, right? Opposed to I need you and what do I need to do in order to capture your business? And when you haven't made that shift yet, you're accepting accounts everywhere, right? And you're running around and doing, I guarantee a lot of unnecessary driving that you shouldn't be doing that is taking time away from you. Because if you're taking care of 10, 12, 15 pools a day, and I know some people out there are doing 20, 30, 35, and I have no idea how they're doing that many. But when you're doing that much, and there's ways that you can save five minutes here, 10 minutes here per stop, right? That stuff really starts to add up. And not only does it add up to where you have now more time in order to accept more business, but more importantly, you have more time or less stress on yourself because you have a second to breathe and to actually think about doing something, right? Or being able to work on your business. So I think the important portions before, and we'll leave it at this, is 
you need to find a way to manage your time more efficiently. And that is the first step. Because if you can't manage your time and you're not able to get that on lockdown, everything else we really talk about is mute. It doesn't really matter. It's really the funding gate. And if you don't have time to do these wonderful things that you're talking about, and you can come up with the most beautiful plan in the world, right, that anybody would be in awe of, but if you don't have time to do it or you're not able to do it, what's the point? If your goal is to have more time with your family or spend or be able to do whatever you want to do, right, if it's all fun to talk about it and dream about it, it's like that whole conversation everybody gets into is Omega, the lotto is $100 billion, right? Oh, what would you do when you had that amount of money? You know, we all have that conversation. Oh, I'd buy this or I'd give all my friends this and that. Everybody goes through that, but that's all bullshit, right? What are the chances of that really, really happening? So you can come up with this beautiful elaborate, but if you don't have time to execute it, it means absolute shit. So time, whatever you can do to maximize your time, I think is the most important. I think that Initially, a lot of people have to come to the understanding that in most cases, as a small business owner and an entrepreneur, you are going to have to put in extra time. And if you're maxed out to the gills and you're working seven days a week and you're doing this, John's saying you have to find time. You have to find ways to get more time to work on the business. But on the flip side, if you're working Monday through Friday and you kind of jump the gun of I'm going to have my weekends off, I'm going to have my evenings off. And that's great. It's just all a matter of where your priorities lie. But your business is in chaos and you don't have these operational things in place and you know you have this dream you want to grow it and that's where your priorities at but you're not putting in that extra time well initially you have to get over the hump and to do that you're going to have to put in the time and it, it is going to require sacrifice and i think every one of us here understands that and has been through that and then once you put in the time you get these things in place and you get going then you can kind of let your foot off the gas a little bit yeah, and it has to be clear that people need to understand. And I think people always have dreams of, I want to get to a point where I don't have to work as much, right? Or I don't want to have to do as much. But in order to, A, get to a point where you can put your business on somewhat of an autopilot, and I say somewhat because you can never take the foot off the pedal or off the wheel, or the wheels will fall off and your business will go in a different direction and crash. But what I want most of the people to realize is that if you're going to be successful, if you're going to be very successful, it's a lot of work. And I know that a lot of people try to go on and, oh, make this amount of money working five hours a week or, oh, do this. It's like, look, if you're going to have a big business and you're going to be successful, you have to put in the time, period, end of story. There is no shortcut. There is no magic pill. There's none of that. You have got to put in that time and you're going to have to put in that time. Guess what? If you have to get out there and you got to clean 60, 70, 80 pools, you're going to have to do it and do it while everybody else is sleeping. You're going to have to do that work because like Zach said, you need to find the time to be able to do that. And if you're doing 80 pools, guess what? You're not going to do it during the day. You have to do it once you come home from doing all that. So to be successful, th there's no secret sauce. You got to put in the time, you got to do the work. Let's see here. If the money is there, so am I trying to change that somewhat. 24-7 pools, Mr. Matt Man. Big shout out to you out there. And Sonata, yes, it's a lot of work. Absolutely. But once you put those procedures in place for your business, it starts to flow a little bit easier because now you have processes that you know how they're supposed to flow. 
Ladies and gentlemen, let's take our final word from our sponsors. When we come back, Zach, John, I want to get your final thoughts. The Hyperpole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Pivot how you clean pools. Debris that makes it to the bottom always enters from the surface. Clean from the top with Ariel, a smart solar-powered pool skimming robot. She works around the clock skimming pesky and fine debris off the pool surface. Tell your customers about Ariel and earn big commission on every sale. With advanced solutions like Ariel, you'll spend less time at the pools you service, improve customer relations, and increase your bottom line. Plus, pool owners will enjoy a constantly swim-ready and healthy pool and lower energy bills. Visit pivotpoolproducts.com slash dealers to see how much you can earn and for resources on how to get your customers to ditch the net for good. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation live podcast with Edgar, Zach, and John. We are talking, I think we're going to rename it, Zach. So what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, as you listen to this podcast, go to poolnation.com, go up to submit questions. And what we want you guys to do is go in there. And then on our next podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to grab all those sections that are sent in 
And we are going to break those down and talk about each one of those individually. So Zach, let me get your final thoughts. So I think a good exercise for everyone who's looking to start tapping into this and improving their operations is to sit down and write out each pillar or section or whatever you want to call it. And for example, I would start with some of the high level items. And you think of it as like a hierarchy, right? As you put the main ones and then it branches down, but you have whether you do cleaning, repair, retail, remodeling, building, whatever you have going on, outline those items. And then from there, you can break it down and take, for example, let's take cleaning. You have routing, you have service area, you have your fleet, you have technicians, you have steps of cleaning a pool and so on and start trying to identify maybe the priority areas of where you're struggling the most and start trying to chip at those way, oh, chip at those first. And something for me, and maybe this is just me, maybe I'm just a weirdo, but pen and paper are very powerful tools. And whether I've always been this way in school or in any class I'm in, or whether I'm walking the show floor and asking questions or whether I'm sitting at home working on the business, but there is something about me writing notes that it seems to like, I will write all the notes in the world when I'm going through a class and I will probably never look at those notes another single time. But there's just something about transferring it from my mind to paper that really starts to stimulate my mind and how I'm thinking. And then I start brainstorming and from there I go on. So I think it's good as business owners to sit down. It's not going to be perfect and it may be something you never look at again. But as you're going through these things, start trying to write it down. And then you can step back and you can look at it and say, this isn't, no, I'm going to scratch that out. This is what I'm thinking. Like I said, maybe that's just me, but that's been something that's helped me a lot along the way. I agree. I'm the same way as Zach. I do everything first round paper. Then from there, I go to the computer. But that step and that repetition lets me put things down, think of the process. And then as I move it again, I'm going to dissect it again one more time and put it over. And, and I've had people sit with me and go, that's stupid. Like, why don't you just do it on the computer? I'm like, there's something about me putting it on paper and then dissecting it and then putting it on the screen and then dissecting it again. That helps me think through that process a little bit more in depth. John, final thoughts. I'm going to tag on to what Zach said, and I'm going to do some final thoughts on based on his final thoughts, because I think what he said is very important. And I'm going to have to agree with you about I'm the same way, Zach. Look, putting pen to paper and writing things down or however you memorialize it, whether it's on paper, whether it's on a computer, whether it's on your phone, whether you take a picture, however it may be to me, that is my filter, right? Because I hear so much bullshit in my life, right? And when I talk to people or when I'm listening to things or I'm watching things unfold or I'm at classes or I'm hearing, when I take the time to write it down, that means those are the things that I think are important that I want to remember, Because when you're in a position where you talk a lot, right, or you're interacting with people and you're doing things or you're going through things, it's easy for our mind to forget about it or to tell Janie, it's funny. I have a pretty good memory, sickly good memory sometimes, and she hates it because I can pinpoint a time or conversation or something from 18 years ago, right? And I can say it and I can relive it in my mind because to me, it was very important. Or when it comes down to like numbers and stuff like that, for some reason, it just sticks in my head. But when... I come across something that I think is important. I've too many times before in the past, I have learned a lesson or I have repeated the mistake of a lesson that I should have learned before. And the only reason why I did it is because I didn't 
memorialize it, right? Or I didn't make it important enough to me to where I wrote it down and said, hey, I'm going to turn this into an actionable thing or something that I need to do. And it could be something as simple as, hey, when you talk to a customer, right? And you're on the phone with them and you're doing this, this and that, and you set up an appointment, you think and say, hey, look, I'm going to, how many times has happened? for a business owner where, yeah, 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 yeah. You get enough phone calls. Okay. We'll set up an appointment. We're going to do this, that Tuesday at 8 PM or eight, or I'm sorry, 8 AM to 9 AM. Da, 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 da. You do it. You set it for the week out and you're in the middle of doing something. And instead of stopping everything you're doing and writing it down and putting it down on that calendar that you're supposed to do because you're in the middle of doing something else or whatever you might think is important, you don't do it. And then here comes that week, right? And you missed that appointment or you didn't make that phone call right? Or you didn't go there. And it was just as simple as you writing it down and putting, not that it wasn't important to you, but you just got to do it. That's at least how I am. Maybe other people don't go through that. But for me, I have to do that. And I have to put it on the calendar because if it does, it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. And it's like, just have to do it. So that is so important. And that is one of the the small little steps that you got to take in order so that you become more efficient in your business. So that was my point on you, Zach. I think that was very, very, you're not alone in that, my friend. I think anybody, especially business owners that have so much shit going on, you just got to do that, right? You got to go back. The other thing is about this podcast, again, look, this is, I thought this was great. And I want everybody that's listening. I really cannot wait for you to submit your questions and start asking these things because what we talked about today is literally just the tip of the iceberg, not even the tip of the iceberg. And I know we chatted a little bit and BS a little bit at the beginning and we went into a roundabout way into getting to operations and what to do. But I'm looking forward to the series of podcasts that we're going to have on this because there's so many different points of views. And like what Zach was saying earlier was that, hey, depending on what situation you are, you need to figure out what your goal is and what your end game is. Because a lot of these things apply differently. There's core foundational things that need to happen across the board for any successful business. But the majority of things are tailored based off of what your end game is and what the goal is for your company, corporation, or whatever it may be, what your end game is. And when you do submit those questions, please also include what your goals are and what your plans are and what you want to be. Are you content being a one polar doing 80 pools, 70 pools, 100 pools, whatever it may be? Are you, do you want to hire employees in the future? Or you don't know if you want to hire employees in the future? Are you okay with doing pools only part-time and you don't want to turn into a full-time gig? Those are things that you just have to put into perspective first before you can really come up with a game plan. But other than that, again, this was badass. I love it. I enjoyed it. What do you think, Edgar? You can't throw me for a loop like that, John. You're, you're kind of changing my game here. <laughs> I know. Matt Mann says, I want to walk on the beach three days a week. But the question is, Matt, do you want to do it by yourself or do you want to do it with somebody? Like, you got to decide what it is that you're going to do. So, Matt, I think I have the right guy you need to talk to. He has a book out, an audio book. No, I agree. I think it's very interesting because we talked about it, I think, last year during the winter. And we talked about that whole winter strategy. And I think it's the same thing. I think. You get into the summertime, it's so busy that it's so difficult to be able to do, to focus on all those other things. And so I think this is the right time for business owners to regroup, give that some thought process, put a plan in place. And what a beauty that we're actually listening to the pool pros out there and we hear them 
talk about, hey, I want to split my business in three and hey, I want to start doing some of those things. That's, that's just awesome. That's exactly what we want to talk about and the things that we want to cover. So yeah, we're definitely moving in the right direction. That's for sure. Yeah. So so do me a favor. Anybody that's listens or listens to this podcast, go to the Pool Nation, go to submit questions, send them. Now, you don't have to write this big paragraph. You don't have to just send us the areas that you want to work on and we will help you dissect those as best as we can. Yep. So anyways, Zach, John, as usual, I want to thank you for your time. For everybody listening, join us on Wednesdays on Instagram at pool.nation. And you can catch me and John every week. So what is it? Six Pacific, eight Central, nine Eastern. So Michael Bluff, holiday season is separation. Separation. Oh, man, all the notes are all of a sudden going up, up, up on me. Holiday season is separation season. Some people slack. Some people push the gas further. Agree 100%. Let's go. Let's get it. So everybody have a great day. Zach, John, we'll catch you on the other side. Have a great one, guys. Bye-bye. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.